Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing tonight, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that everything that's happening tonight in the spirit, Lord, is ordained, Lord. Whether we know it or not, Lord, it's ordained because you're speaking to us, Lord. You speak to us in ways that we can't even uh, think that you would speak to us in, Lord. The times when, the pre- when we don't even feel the presence of God, the times when we don't feel things, the time we don't, we don't see things, that's, there's even a time like that, Lord, where you're speaking to us, a time of weariness, Lord, a time of, 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 of dryness, Lord, a time of, of doubt or a time of fear, Lord. You're taking us through something and you're speaking to us, Lord, and you're trying to take us to a next level, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that's what you're doing right now, Lord, and that's what you're doing in the process of time, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we as the church, Lord, we're growing, Lord, in this fire, God. And when it's time, Lord, you will reap, the, you, will, you will wait, you will see that we are ripe, Lord, and we are time to pluck, Lord. And we are time to pluck and be sent to the nations, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that the angels, Lord, that you, the, the ones that you have commanded, Lord, to wait for us to be stirred in the fire, Lord. They're waiting to, be, to pluck us out, Lord, so that we can be exalted above the nations, Lord, with the hand of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that us, we will yield, God. We will yield to your trials and your tribulation and your fire. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Tonight, just to give you an overview, the message is called Embrace the Fire. Embrace the fire. You see, because I could just see it even tonight. When some of you walk in here, I can see some of you in the spirit. You're like, why am I, why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel weird? Why is this? Why is that? Blah, 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 blah. And you just kind of go up there and you're just like, or you come up here or you're sitting in your chair. Or you're like, or you're standing there and it's like, and you're waiting for God to do something. But is God not your caretaker? Is God not with you right now in your spirit? Speaking, God, we see, we go through that. We're going to go, and you're not going to hear this type of preaching on TV. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulation. And I'm not talking about just persecution and things in the world that, we, that you know, people hating on us. That's a given. And you know what? He said, if you're not getting persecuted, you're not a Christian. That's, just, that's one side of the story, though. But what I'm talking about tonight, I'm talking about the inward burning that's going on. The inward tribulation. Because when it talks about tribulation and trials, you know he's not just talking about tribulation in the world. Because he talks about tribulation and trials that birth character. And you can see that, I believe, is in Galatians or Romans? One of those, right? Tribulation goes to perseverance. Perseverance leads to character. I think I missed one of those, but... Yeah, maybe James, yeah. But one of the, they, that, that, when he was talking about tribulation and trials right there, he was already talking about the birth of the image of God in you. He's already talking about, because see, this flesh is dead. Okay? So, what we're learning, see, right here, right here, in your, everybody touch, touch your heart right here. Say, I am a spirit. My spirit is one with God. And if I'm one with God, I'm one with the image of God. I'm one with all power and authority. And everything that God has, and everything that God is, aligning with His character and power, so, so am I and so, so do I have. So am I and so do I have. So, if that's the case, what are we learning to do? What we're learning to do, and what in the process that God is taking us to, to, to do, okay, here's a good instance, right? We're on this fast, right? 
You know what fast this fast is all about? I just want before I, I want to repent before I go on with this. <laughs> I want to repent because you know I don't know if you guys heard, but it was a free sandwich day at Subway. <laughs> so you know it was free sandwich day at Subway today. And you couldn't resist. And I couldn't resist. So yes, I had a bite. I had a bite of a sandwich today. So. Huh? No, no, they had a subway over here. They're giving away free sandwiches. I bit my own. So I was like, I can't. Okay. Today. What? Oh, you guys want free sandwich day? For what reason? Because I just wanted something. No, why are they doing it? Oh, it's like National World Sandwich Day or something. I don't care. If they're going to keep declaring days like this and giving us free stuff, hey, I'm in. Yeah. Actually, there was no, well, I'm pretty sure there was a line earlier, but there was no line today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I hope one day they have free cake day or something, because I'm in for that one. Anyway. You have free cake day every Saturday. Yeah. That's very true. We gotta start getting velvet cake. Always, you don't need it. (laughs) Right? Anyway, before the religious people were say, "Why are you talking about that stuff in the church?" Let's go on. Anyway, we can have fun, relax. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so, so now that I repented of that, now I can talk about the fast. (laughs) Okay, the fast. So, what is the? Now it's gonna. I'm gonna look stupid here when I'm talking about this too. But anyway, we can laugh about it later. Now, what is the whole point of fasting anyway, okay? The whole point of fasting is to shut up the flesh, is to shut down the flesh, is to shut up the voice of the flesh, so that what? So that we can yield and live in the Spirit, live by the Spirit. There's a Spirit, and there's your flesh. Oh, look, I can already see some of you already laughing at me as I'm talking about this. It's like, oh, you didn't listen to your flesh today, you gave in. So much for that fast you're doing. No, I was thinking my flesh is screaming for a, for a sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> See, now, now I'm a stumbling block to the children of the church. Anyway. Well, lady was talking about a hot dog on the way here. I was thinking about a hot dog. It's funny because I was thinking about when we go to, what is it, uh, that park in Tampa? I'm going to be so getting a hot dog over there. That's the only time I want a hot yeah. dog. I'm gonna, Bush Gardens, I'm going to be getting a hot dog when we go there. Anyway. There's going to be a lot of editing on this. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Anyway, so... The whole point of the fast is to deny the flesh. The whole, obviously, we're not, we know, and we're mature enough to know in here, we don't fast so that we can just seem more spiritual or get more spiritual. We're getting more spiritual in the sense that our soul, our mind, is lining up with what is with our spirit. That, in the sense, you can say, yeah, you're getting more spiritual. This, we're not receiving anything else that we don't already have in Christ. But we're learning to rely on what, what we have in Christ right now instead of relying on this body and what we see in here. So, the trials, the tribulation, are the same purpose. The same purpose of crucifying the flesh. The same purpose of breaking down your mindsets. The same purpose of breaking every hindering thought and every hindering imagination that's in your that's, that's in your mind. That lines everything that your soul every way and in every which way that your soul lines up with your with your flesh, that's what God is doing the trials and tribulation for. And I want to tell you this the trials and tribulation, the burning the fire, 
that we go through is mainly, 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 mainly to break, if you need to write this down, write this down, because this is very important, to mainly take down mindset strongholds, to mainly take out mindsets of religion, to mainly take down mindsets that we have in, of the world that is not going to carry over in the kingdom and is going to hinder us. We, so we'll go through things and God has put us, and yes, he puts us through tests. He'll put us through tests. He'll put us through tribulations. He'll put us through trials so that we can learn something, so that we can go through something and we can understand our spirit more and we can say, oh, that's not right. That's not right thinking. And now I understand it through that thing I went through. But here's the thing. We understand, we all understand this about going through trials and tribulations. This is nothing new. Nothing new. Is, is, this, any, is this new to anybody here? No, I didn't think so. Because if, there was, if this is something that wasn't true, we would think that we're already perfect and we'd just be not even preaching. Okay? So we're going through trials and tribulation. And, 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 and what I call tribulation is like a pressure. It's like a pressure that you feel in the spirit. Or like you're going through something and you feel a pressure. Your finances are low and you feel like that pressure like, oh snap, it's getting to that time of the week, you know. <laughs> or, 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 we get, or, or you know, you did something wrong and you feel that pressure. It's like, oh man, what did I just do? Or, or, or can, any area of your life, we can, we can say there's like that feeling, that pressure that we, that we, get, that we get into. Or we go through a trial, and we're going through a hard time, or we're going through a low time, we're going through a season of weariness, whatever it may be, we know that. So here's what God's saying tonight, okay? We know that God is, that we are the clay, and He is the potter, okay? What would happen if the clay had, was able to be a person and have feelings and have a soul and it was choosing to yield or not. It would be a lot harder to, do, to form that clay into what you want it to do, right? Because that clay would get up on its two feet and start running around the classroom. And you're trying to, wait, wait, let me finish. I got to finish your, 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 your handles for your, the pot I'm making. You know what I mean? And that's what we have going on in the church. And you know what? I love you all, but even here. And it was even myself. And that's probably why I'm preaching this message. But we need to learn... That when we're going through something, the, which we call the fire, we need to yield, meaning embrace it. Make it your home. When you're going through a dry and weary place, a desert, embrace it. You know what was the problem with the Israelites? Guess what? They went through the dry desert. They went through their version of the fire, but they never got through it because they never decided to just embrace it and just believe God. They decided, well, I'm not seeing it, so we're not going to believe it. And God's saying, when you don't see it, believe it. And those will be those people that don't see and believe, blessed are those, and, and they are counted faithful, and they will inherit the promise. Not only on, on in heaven, but on this earth. Because God says, you know, I was listening to, I was watching the movie, this, the movie about, actually it's a movie, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, you got to see it, but... It goes through the whole book of Matthew, like every scripture, and it even has the scripture highlighted. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Or maybe it's called the book of John. 
But it goes through the whole book of John or whatever, and it shows verse by verse what's happening. And every, it's not the Hollywood one, so relax. It's the verse by verse one where it's shown every single scene from every single scripture. And yes, it's King James. And I was just sitting there, I was just eating breakfast, and then he says, if you, can, if you believe and do not get weary, you will yield, you will, you, I forgot how he said it, but, and I found, and yes, I found it in the Bible, relax. You will, you will, you will, in your season, your fruit will, you will become ripe and you will yield fruit. So there's going to be a time where we're believing and we're not seeing, where we're going through things and we know and we know God's promises, but it's not happening, and we have to believe through like we have it now, and then it'll it'll happen in its season. You see, that's the problem with pro- the prosperity movement because it's like call it, name it, and claim it. It's yours right now, but God's not going to give you something if you're not refined. God's not going to just drop $3 million on you when you're acting like the devil. And then when he gives you the $3 million, then you're going to run away from him. And then you're going to fall into the lust of the flesh forever, and you're going to, guess where you're going to fall? You're going to go to hell. And guess what? That would make him an unjust God. That would make him an unjust God if he gave you all the blessing and all the power and authority to be tangible right now if you weren't ready for it to handle it and if it would destroy you. So, we want the power, right? We have the power and authority, right? We have the image of God, right? We want it to manifest, right? But what is he doing? He's transforming our mind so that we can inherit what we have inside of us and we won't take what we have and make it and break it and, and, and make, our, make God and the kingdom of God look stupid. Because he's looking to... Yes, by the blood, by the righteousness of God, yes, I know we stand before God. But for you to inherit the kingdom of God to come upon you, it is in you, but I'm saying to shine through you in every area of your life to where you speak and it's like that, you have to, you have to become trustable by God. And what I mean is, He's not trying to trust your flesh. He's trying to trust you, this vessel, to where it's yielding. To him, to where it will always align with his will and his plan. It will always align with the the goal instead of taking what he has and saying and saying and turning from the goal and making your own goal. So there's a process. There is a fire, but it's here, but we're working that out. Okay? So we have to be children. We have to be like Meshach, Radshach, and Abednego, where they just jump in the fire and they're like, hey man, let's do this, man. And they're not like, oh man, they have to go in the fire. Oh, oh man. Oh no, we're gonna die. No, they jumped in like they were pros. They jumped in like they did it yesterday. That's what we need to do. And guess what? Where was Jesus? He was in the fire. So where's Jesus right now? He's in the fire. So you want more of Christ? You want more anointing? You want more oil right now in this season? And every moment of your life and every day from now on? Embrace the fire. Jump in. Have fun. Do a, get a, you know, do a cannonball in there. I don't care. 
Jump in the fire. In every season of your life, embrace what God is doing. Now, you need to discern what God is doing. But we cannot think that God is always going to be giving us dandelions and sunflower seeds and say, have a great day. Because sometimes he's doing things and putting us through situations that we don't want to go through just so we can burn things out. But we have to grow with it. And guess what? When we roll with it and we embrace it, we not only overcome it, but we soar above. Meaning, because like this is what, what this is called when we go to the fire is called the valley. It's called the valley. And you know what? We're called to go to the valley. But you know what we're called to do? We're called to soar above it. We're called to soar above it like eagles. We're not the boar of the land. We're not the, the snakes of the land. We don't go through the valley on our belly on the dirt. We are called to be eagles. We're called to fly high. Yes, we're called to go to the valley, but we're called to fly high. So what do I mean by that? So I mean, you're still going to have trials and tribulations. But there still can be a place where you go through it. And there's still joy, peace, and righteousness. That's the kingdom of God, right? Joy, peace, and righteousness. So when you yield and you, and you yield and embrace the fire, you go through something, you go through a situation, you encounter a, a, a thing that a test that God's put puts you through, and not only will you overcome it, but you will have joy and peace following. And you will know exactly what God is doing. You'll, you might question something might happen. A, a situation that is unexpected, and you're like, God, why the heck did you put me through that? But if you're going, if you're embracing what God's doing, if you're, because when you're embracing what God's doing, you stay in the spirit, without cut, getting into your flesh. So when you do that, you then discern what's going on. You then discern why this and that is happening, and then you're not saying, Well, God must not be with me because I just went through that, and I don't know. Oh, blah blah blah. Well, how come he didn't provide for me there? Or how come this didn't happen? And how come I just fell right there? And blah, blah, blah. And then you're on it, and then all, what's happening? Doubt, unbelief, doubt, unbelief, doubt, unbelief. And it's building and building and building and building and putting more of a delusion on you. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous place. The Koriah and, and, and his crew, they got taken out because of their unbelief, and they were the Lord's people. And you know, the Israelites, they got taken out because of their unbelief, and they were the Lord's people, and they were right on the edge of the promised land. And God's saying right now, but this generation that is in Christ, they will not perish. Although I've had many generations where they, they, they went for it and they, and they fell short. This generation, because I am empowering them myself this time. They will prevail and they will not fall short and I will not destroy them. But, but listen, what did I just say? What did I just say? This generation will not perish. No, no. But this generation that is empowered by the Lord... Right? What, they were not empowered by the Lord. They were being commanded by the Lord, but they were not being, being empowered by the Lord to actually have a strength unknown of themselves. So here's the other thing. When you embrace what God is doing in this season, you're submitting to God. And what happens when you submit to God? The devil flees. So when you submit to God, he actually gives you the strength for the test that he's putting you through himself. So it's like this. It's like if I'm in a class with a teacher, this is how God's class would go. I'm like trying to do a test, but I'm like, you know what? The teacher is the teacher's better at this than me, and I, and I only want to rely on the teacher. And then the teacher comes over and does, I, I, the teacher gives me the test and gives me the pencil to do it, but the teacher does it for me. 
I, I, went, I, did the, I, I went through the test, I did it, but he, he gave me all the answers. But we're, we're learning to yield to the teacher. We're learning to live by the teacher and rely on the teacher's strength and rely on the teacher's ability and rely on the teacher's smarts, wisdom, righteousness, all of the above. Now the problem is when we fight it. Well, the problem is when we fight things. When we're going through something and we're going through a weary place, we're going through whatever, and we're like, God, why? Oh, man. And then we come here and we're like, we're blaming ourselves and we're going blah, 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 blah. When we can just have a different attitude and just say, all right, God, what you doing, man? What's going on here? And then he shows you, you roll with it, and then you overcome. Shows you, roll with it, overcome. Shows you, roll with it, overcome, instead of going through the same season for the next three years. You know why we have many babies in the church? You know why we have many people that have been in church for 30 years with no growth? Because they don't like the fire. Because they can't embrace the fire. Because they think it's happy-go-lucky Christianity. I said a prayer, and now I made it, and now everything's cool. And now all the blessings for me, and then they'll go to Joel Osteen, they'll go to all those pastors and say, I can ask, and it's all given to me, and it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Everything's, like, everything's in my lap. It's in your lap because of Christ, but there's also an, the image of God, that he, the purpose that God has you right now on this world. It's not to give you a million dollars, although that may happen for his good work. But... He, his purpose for you in this life is to transform you into the image of God so you can be the image of Christ to the nations so that the nations will repent. That's your purpose. Every single one in here. We have individual, individual things in our lives to fulfill our purpose in and, and, and whichever way God does it in us. But all of our purpose is to be, every single person in the body of Christ is to be the image of, the expressed image of God in this world. And to show the Father's hearts and to bring the sons and daughters that were lost back to the Father and the Father back to the sons. We are all called to work and move in the spirit of Elijah. We are all called to live daily with the spirit in this. Now, obviously it's all the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about the attribute. Taking, going to the world and, and, and telling and, and turning uh, a sinful nation from, from, from evil to the, back to the Lord. That's our calling. But when we don't yield to the fire, we, don't even, we can't even go to them because we're sitting here and we still got a thousand problems, apparently. So, okay, we want, we want uh, fruit to be yielded in, in, in due season, right? We want, and, and here's the question. Why do some people yield fruit faster than others? Why do some uh, produce, it's like you got a guy that's been there for five years, and then you have this new guy that comes in, he's only been here three months, and he's already like, if he's like the, the uh, you know, he's already like the, the next big shot of town. He's already like, you know, he's already like fully developed, like it's like he's been here for 30 years. Well, you notice how, you notice how every single person and everybody, and I'm sure everybody can say this in here. Thanks, bud. Appreciate that. <laughs> you notice how every single, every single person, or most of everybody I talked to here, can say that when they first started out in the faith, that things were happening rapidly. Right? Things were like, it was like, holy cow, I'm going from glory to glory like it was no other day. And you thought this was going to be Christianity for the, your whole walk. It's like, holy cow. And you're in the joy and peace every day and nothing bothers you? 
But notice how we were so excited about Jesus in the beginning that we were ready to yield to him at any time. It didn't matter what, because guess what? If you really think about it, when I at least really think about it, I can only be accountable for myself. You guys can be only be accountable for your walk. But when I think about it and I go back to the beginning of my walk, you know what? There was trials and tribulations then. But it didn't faze me because I was yielding. Because I was so excited about Christ that I was like, do it. I don't care. I don't got nothing to lose here. I got you. I got you. Do I got you, God? And he says, yes, son. And I'm like, all right, do it. All right, take me through it. I'm embracing it. And you know what? I'll go through things, lose money, this will happen, car breaks down, I'm still enjoying peace. Why? Because I'm, I'm embracing the trials and tribulation. I'm embracing the fire. You see, all of you can be sitting here. Yeah, take it. Let's go over that. All of you can come in here. Every single one of you can come in here to worship every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Be going through a thousand things more than you even are now and still be sitting here in joy, peace, and righteousness. It's possible. Because the kingdom of God, the promise of the kingdom of God is joy, peace, and righteousness. And that's, that's not a promise just for eternity. That's a promise for now. That's, that's what, what is, is the keeping thing right now is righteousness, joy, and peace. So, but like I said, why don't we have it? It's there. But why? Because you need to embrace the season. You need to embrace what you're going through. And you need to count it all joy. Count it all joy means, doesn't just mean when God does something great, hooray, count it all joy. No, it means the good or the bad, you know God's word stands true about himself. And I count it all joy because I know he's putting me through something. It's not because God ain't good. It's because he's putting me through something so I can become like him. See, we need to learn how to be like this daily in our lives. Let me prove it to you in the Bible then. We want to take Jesus according to his word. So here he is. All right. John 3.16 or 5.15, 2-6. <laughs> Sorry. See, I need to embrace the fire. So no, I'm just kidding. John 15. John 15. 2 through 6, verse 2 through 6. Chapter 15, 2 through 6. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Okay, here's what I, I was just talking to someone. Actually, I was just talking to Victoria about this two seconds, like before we came in here. This is a whole nother topic, but every branch that bears that. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may, be, it may bear more fruit. So, just, just so you know, right there, you want to talk about once saved, always saved, it's not bearing fruit. He said it. I'm not Jesus. That's Jesus right there talking. Once saved, always saved. One verse is destroyed. Anyway, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. That's you. That's you and me. Yes, we may have some great things for a couple for, for a time, we have awesome things happening into us now. But you know what? We may be crying out more, but God is standing there every hour and every day saying, I want more in you. I want more of myself in you to, to, to shine through. 
I want more. We think that we're crying out, God, we want more. He's, the, he's been standing there before you said that. I want more. You saying you want more? Give me a break. I want more. So maybe we need to stop crying out saying that and, and yield to what he's doing now. And then when we, when we yield to what he's doing now, we'll notice there's more oil. We'll, more, we'll notice that there's, that, there's, that there's grace that we've never had before to deal with what we're going through. See, he prunes it so that it may bear fruit. Now, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken into you. Now, some people say, oh, well, what do you mean he's pruning us? What do you mean he's taking us from glory to glory? What do you mean he's, 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 there's a refiner's fire? What are you talking about? If he says we're clean, what he's saying is through my word and through my, through my life, you are standing but by my blood, he's already prophesying right there. By my blood, you are going to stand. You are standing right before the Father. But there's still a process of the soul that is being transformed. So we stand in the Spirit, right and clean before the Father. But we're, we're working that 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 right and clean Spirit that is in us to be transformed into this reality here. And that's our process of time thing that's going on. And guess what? It not only works the image of God to, to transform, to, to move through our bodies, but it also builds relationship between us and God. It, 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 we start through the process, we grow more with just knowing Him. And that's the glory about it all. That's the glory about going through the process the whole time, is the more you're going through the process, the more you're learning about the glorious Father that created you and you've had all along. It's it's that when you abide in the vine, when you go through the process, intimacy is birthed. Intimacy is the most important thing, because you can be when you have intimacy, everybody thinks God's going one way, and you and you 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 could be the one sitting, the only one in the room knowing what God's really doing, because you're intimate and you know Him. You actually know Him. You don't know Him just through by your confession. You know Him in your heart. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears more fruit. For depart from me you can do for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide it, abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and they cast them away into the fire. Now, notice that last part real quick. When he says that, just about going back to what I was saying before, when he says that they're cast, notice how the branch that doesn't abide in him is, you notice how when you go to a tree that there's a lot of healthy branches, but then there's some branches that are kind of dried up and they're just falling off? You know that's possible? You know that's a real thing? I know some people don't know that in Florida, but I know that... Yeah, they said that's true. Because I see a lot of trees in New York, and I'm like, there's some branches that are yielding a lot of fruit, but then there's other branches that are like, they were were yielding fruit at one time, but now they're dried up. But that's just like people in the kingdom of God. But see what happens. What happens? They dry up. They're not thrown in the fire yet. Over time, they become dry. They fall to the ground. 
So there's a process of falling away. So then, then they, the, the devil picks them up and throws them into the fire. And that's how you fall away. You, you start, you, this, that's why this is an important message right here. Embrace the fire because when you stop embracing what God's doing in you, then you start to dry up. Because when you're embracing the fire, what God's doing, the tribulation, the trial, whatever you're going through, it produces oil. It, it, it doesn't only produce oil, but it keeps oil on the land. And then, then you always have that constant, you're always in that constant place where Christ is ever flowing through you no matter what level you're at. Because you're embracing His, His fire for you right now. But when you stop yielding to it and you fight it, and you fight the process, you fight the fire, you, you come away from it, that's when you start getting dry and you, and you lose the presence of God. And you're like, what's going on? And you can't even pray for anybody. You, you're starting to lose desire for, for godly things. You're starting to lose desire to, to, to be with the brethren. You start not coming, to, coming around anymore. Then slowly you get home. You start coming into the worldly things. And then you fall away. And you just end up one day. And we wish this upon nobody. But one day you end up just denouncing Christ. Because you're like, well, I didn't see the reality of it. So, you know what? It must not be. Then you become an atheist. That strong delusion comes upon you, and then you, the devil got, got you right there. But we are in Christ now. We have the Holy Ghost. We are one with God in the Spirit. Know, know who you are and where you stand. Because, when you, because that's the, one of the most important things, is to know who you are and where you stand before God. Because if you forget that, then you'll be going through trials and tribulation. You'll be like, am I even saved? Yes, you're saved. But maybe he's trying to... Did you ever think that he's trying to get rid of that mindset that you have for 20 years that's hindering you? Did you ever think that he's just trying to transform you into the image and the glory of God? Did you ever think about that part? Did you ever think that this pressure upon your life is learning, is helping you learn to rely on God more? Is helping, helping you to know that God is provider? Is helping you to know that God is all-powerful? Is helping to, to, for you to know that you can't do anything in your own strength? Is helping you to know that you can't strive, that it's all get, that it's rest in Him? Did you ever think it in that way? So when we embrace it, he, we go through a trial and tribulation and it forms what God is doing in us. And the, and the quicker we embrace, the quicker He does it. The quicker He yields the fruit in us. The quicker you embrace what God's doing in you now, whether it be good or bad, well, in your eyes, because it's all good in His eyes. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to our flesh, but, but the more we embrace it, the more the flesh dies. And then, then as soon as you know it, what, what, you, what you normally conquered in 12 months, you conquer in 2 months because you're just like, you're, the, you're just being the clay that's yielding. You see, when a... a, a, a a swordsman is forming a sword. He has to wait until the what is it that what is it called? What is it the the copper iron? What is it iron? What is it that the sword's made out of? Steel. Steel. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I need it. That's why I got steel. Yeah. You got the steel. See, sometimes the gifts in the body are not just power and authority. Sometimes it's just you know I just need a little worldly knowledge for a second. <laughs> steel. So when I put in the fire, so when the swordsman's putting the steel in the fire, not every, not every uh, piece of steel is going to form quicker than the other. So I, I, got, I got two swords, and 
And this steel is taking a little longer to yield to form into that, that sword shape I'm trying to build it into. And this other sword is, taking, is, being, is, is, is forming a little faster because of the, because of the steel. And, it, and I'm able to pull that out, even though they were in it the both, both times, I'm able to pull that one out more because it yielded to how I was forming it. But don't you want to be the sword that yields to the swordsman and becomes that sword quicker? They're both, going, you're, they're both going through the fire and becoming the same thing. But this one may become it 30 years later and you can become it now. But God's saying, yield. Yield to what I'm forming you to. Discern what you're going through. And it's important to discern what the, the fire that's, that's forming you and what it's doing right now. What the fire. Discern Jesus Christ. Discern the fire. What the fire is doing to you right now. It's always doing something to you to form you into the image of God. It's always killing in this flesh. So when I discern what the fire is doing, I can yield to it. And I can say, all right, let's get it. Let's do it. Let's, let's get rid of that thing. Let's pull that thing out. Let's pull this impurity out. Because the purpose of the fire is to put the gold. You see, when they make gold, they're putting the gold in there with all the other garbage. And they're separating the impurities from the gold. So that the gold can be slated by itself, nothing else a part of it. And that's what God's doing to you. But wouldn't it be better if you were the gold that yields and says, and says take me instead of tries to stick to the impurities? And, and, some, and, and here's another mindset you have to get rid of. You have to get rid of this mindset that, oh, I got to, when, when I'm going, you know, when you're going through the fire, you're going through the process. And it's like, oh, man, I got to do this and I got to do that. Oh, man, I got to. No, 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 no. You just embrace what is, what's going on. And he does it. That's why he says, I am the one that, 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 that forms, that, that yields the fruit. I yield it. I do it. But you have to be a branch that doesn't fight what you're going through and says, okay, and just takes, and just takes it. And then and you're like, oh my God, I wasn't as bad as I thought. Oh, well, and there goes that, and I'm good, and now I'm free, and I don't have to deal with that thing anymore, and now I have freedom. So you have to get out of this religious mindset that it's like, Oh man, you know, it's like it's like you're if you have this mindset where you're like going through the fire and it's like you have to learn to just yield to embrace it. Because when you embrace it, you rot you you soar above every valley that you go through and you have joy and peace and he gets you through it. This is very important. I'm gonna close, but one more thing here. Boy, I almost sent some of these Okay, Mark. It's, it's not even the one I wanted, but I'll read this anyway. Mark 4.29. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. You know, we talk about the harvest when we talk about the people, the many people coming to the Lord, and that's a thing, yes. But what about the harvest... In you? What about the harvest of your character? What about the harvest of the glory and the image of God in you? How about we focus on that harvest too? Because the more you do that, then you'll be able to bring in the harvest of the many nations. Then you'll be capable to roll with the ministry of Christ. If you want to roll with God, you need to be yielding to Him. You need to embrace Him. And, and, and the good parts of God, the goodness of God... And the hard things that he takes you through. But guess what? The hard things are, 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 are a good thing. 
The hard things are a great thing. Because when you go through the hard things, for not only do you get formed into the image of God and, 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 and have this everlasting peace, but you also never have to deal with the thing that you overcame. Again. Again. Yep. You don't have to go around the mountain again. We don't have to go around the mountain over and over again. But we choose, see, we don't go around the mountain because God's taking us around the mountain. God doesn't have time for that. He doesn't have time for you to go over the mountain. You're going, you're going around the mountain because you are. You, I just said, you are going around the mountain because you want to. You are going around the mountain. It's you. You are the one that's choosing to do that. Because why? Because you're not trusting God in his sanctification process, in his, in his separating process, in his refining fire process process. See, you, you could be in the fire right... I could be... We could be in, in, in India right now with multitudes of people. Okay? Like Shane's preaching, right? And you can see him in all, all, all power and authorities manifesting. Demons are coming out. Sick are being healed. Things unthinkable that we could ever see. But little did you know he was going through the fire. Little did you know he could be going through the fire while he's doing all that. But why is he able to move in God's authority and, and, and grace and anointing when, while he's going through it? Why? Because he's yielding to the potter. Because he's embracing it and he's saying, all right, God, take me through it. And then God not only takes him through it and overcomes him, he leaves him in, an, in the anointing. The anointing's for you at all times. But God doesn't just give you the anointing and say, Hey, you got saved. Here, have it for... Yeah, the anointing's in you, but I'm talking about accessing the anointing. But when you're going through something and you're saying, No, God, you can't expect to have the anointing in your life. You can't expect to be doing things for, for the kingdom and you're saying no to God. And you know what? You probably can, but you know what? It's going to be very hard for you to do it because you're going to have things messed up in your mind and you're going to have condemnation in your heart and you're not going to have enough faith to operate, it any, operate in it anyway. You know what happens when you don't yield to God? There's condemnation. Because it says that those that are in Christ Jesus, that yield to the Spirit of God, that yield to the Spirit, those that have no condemnation, but the ones that yield to the flesh, that's when you, when you are yielding to the flesh, you are not yielding and embracing the fire. When you are yielding to the flesh, that's when Christ is in you, but He's not moving through you. That's when Christ is in you, but there's no provision. That's when Christ is in you, and you, it's like you, you feel like a dry dog. You feel like uh, 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 a cowboy with a sling but no gun. You feel like uh, 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 a guardian with the sword, with the sword, but you know what? You go there, and it's like the heck! I have the thing on. The clip is that, what the. Heck? It's not whipping out like I was like I'm awesome or something. What? And there's no sword. You're like a race car without no engine. Now, I'm proving a point here. Because Christ and the anointing in the kingdom is the power. And you and you know what? We were just talking about me and Victoria. You want the kingdom of God in your life? To, 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 the kingdom of God is in all of us, but you want the kingdom of God to, to live and, and thrive in you 24-7? Seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything will else be added unto you. Now, we seek the kingdom of God in the beginning and we get Christ and we get salvation. But as we continue seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness daily, we stay with oil. 
And not only do we do, are we learning things and, and being refined and embracing the fire, but we're also having everything else that we need capable and right there. If somebody needs a healing, we have it. Somebody needs to get delivered, we have it. Somebody needs salvation, we have the answer. Somebody needs a, a word of knowledge, a, a way of wisdom, we need to move in the spirit for something, we have it. Because we're seeking the kingdom of God. If we're seeking the kingdom of God and we lose our hidden agendas, where we embrace the fire, and guess what? We, God's purifying us, and then we're able to purify people as we're do, in the whole process. That's the way the kingdom works. The world says, be perfect so you, can be per- so, so you can help others. But God's saying, I'm working on you, and you can still set somebody free while you're doing it. This is the kingdom of God. This is the goodness of God, because it's not us. It's not, must, it's not us moving and grooving. It's him moving and grooving through us. We have to yield. Now, there's one more scripture. Before I end, I want to say it. But... Okay, here's one important one. One very important one. Important one. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So everybody thinks that in due season we will reap, you know, I'll finally get the, the, the blessing of finances I was looking for. Everybody thinks of a material thing. But God's not just talking about material things here. He's talking about the reaping of, of, of the fullness of God in your life. He's talking about the reaping of the character, the love, the, the, all the fruits of the Spirit in your life. That's what he's talking about. So don't grow weary. See, because what we grow weary when we start going through stuff and we're saying, you know where weariness comes from? is when we start going through stuff and we say, why God? And then we develop this attitude like, ugh, ugh. And that's where that weariness comes in. You don't have to get weary. Uh, you know, if I get weary and I get weary even after I preach this message, you know what? It's me. It has nothing to do with God. Y- you get weary. Not God. God doesn't get weary. He's, he's alive and he's well. And he's ready to set the nations on fire. Are you? So, how do we, how, what's, what's one way to keep us from, from being weary and keep us grooving with God in every season of our life? Yield to the fire. Embrace the fire. But, we have to realize and discern what God's doing with me right now and embrace the, see the fire is, is this things that is got this pressure that God's putting us through in our spirit man and, and everybody that has different things they're going through in every season but we, 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 we move with it we, we just think that God's having us move with joy and peace and with just joy and peace and rest, I just that's God all right I just go with that yes that's God but there's also times where there's this anguish in our spirit there's this there's this like I'm, I, God wants focuses me on this one thing or has me deal with this one thing and he wants me to and he wants it to, and he wants it to go and I move with that and I don't say no 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 I don't say no this is the devil no that's what the mistake we get a lot God's putting us through a season or something and we say that's the devil no 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 that's the devil and it's God trying to just put you through the fire and get and, and purify you man Stop saying it's the devil when you know it's God doing something. Because we know deep down in our spirits what God's doing. So don't, don't think up here and say, oh no, that's the devil because no, no, God doesn't want me to deal with things like that. And God's a 
God's a loving God. He's a joyous God. He's good. I'm good. I right, take a deep breather. False love. No. His love takes you through the fire so that you can be separate from the things that are causing death in you. So go through it. This is, see, and this is why we have to know the true love of God because when they preach that false love, you know what the false love does? When they have false love, they don't want the fire. They hate it. They go through, they, God takes them through purifying things and they, they reject it. And you know what they're doing when they reject it? They become rebellious. They become rebellious children being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But if you just embrace what God's doing, you don't have to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You don't have to be tossed through. That's the problem with Christianity. Everybody, everybody it's like when they get saved, they, they know that there's a, there's a purifying thing they go through. And I've been here. And, I don't, and, I, there's, been a, and there's probably been all the time where we've all been there where we don't want to go through the process. We want it to just be zap, boom, go. We want, oh, my life's better now. I'm a Christian. No. Yes, your life is going to be better. But you know what? You need to have a mindset in Christianity that when we go through the fire, it makes life better. Things are better when we go through the purification, when we go through the, when we embrace it. And when we go, when we go with the, the feelings and rumblings of God, when we roll with it, it produces life in us. Roll with it. And... If you look at the, and lastly, before I close here, look at the book of Revelation. Look at it. Because he's talking to the Care Bear Christians right there. He's talking to them right there. I'm sorry to say it, I love them, and they're my brothers and sisters too, but you know what? It's true. And then they fight you about the Halloween stuff. Because they're like, oh, what's the harm in that? They don't know true love. They're still connected to worldly love, but yet have the title of the Savior, yet have without having the Savior himself. They say they identify themselves with the fuller soap, but yet they don't want the fuller soap to actually clean them. They don't want the fire to actually hurt them. They say, yeah, God's a fire. Yeah, 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 God's a flame. But when it comes down to it, they don't want that flame to touch them. They're like, yeah, God's a flame, but he's over there. I'm over here. Whoa, relax. I don't want to jump off that cliff. I don't want to go that high. I'm not trying to get that out of me that I, I love for 20 years. I don't want to be separate from that person that I have been separate for 20 years. I don't want to. No, 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 no. No. You're not a Christian. Those, they're, not, they're not born again. Because when you're born again, you want to become the expressed image of God and you want to become the righteousness and, and holiness of God. And you want to become the glory of God on this earth. And you know what that takes? If, you, if, you, if you're seeking it, you want to yield to it because you know what it produces. And, and, and what I was saying about the book of Revelation, he's talking to those types of Christians. He's saying, wake up, repent from your lukewarmness. Repent because you are not clothed. Because you have got the garments, but you stained them. Why did you stain them? Because you were not watchful. Why were you not watchful? Because you didn't discern what God was doing. And why did you not discern what God was doing? Because you didn't want to go to the fire. And he talks about it many times, multiple times, about the, going through the fire in the book of Revelation. He talks about, he says to them, he says to them directly, Jesus Christ himself, I am the refiner's fire. You, you think he was just saying that for his good health? You think he was just saying that just so he can say, yeah, I'm just the refiner's fire? No, 
I am the refiner's fire, so understand what I'm doing to you right now. Because this is what I do. I take out the impurities. This is what I do. I take out and rip out the mindsets that you've had for all along, and if you would just see the glory in that, you would yield to it. Clothe yourselves now. Saying, and he's not only saying, clothe yourselves now in my righteousness, he's saying, clothe yourselves now in the fire. Jump in where Jesus is, like Radshak uh, and Abednego and the other guy, whatever his name is, we can never get that guy's names right. But we jump in because why? <laughs> because Jesus is there. You know what Nebuchadnezzar had to do? Because Nebuchadnezzar didn't want to yield to God, he had to go and he had to go to the wilderness and eat the dirt of the ground. He had to go and get on his hands and knees, it said, and he had to embrace the dirt of the ground. He was in a the, in the high place, seated on that big seat with all the fruits and vegetables, everybody serving him. And because he did not want to yield to God, he had to go in the wilderness. If you yield to God, beloved, you go through the wilderness and you'll say, I yield, and guess what? He takes you out. And then you go through the wilderness again, you go through the fire again, you yield, he takes you out. And guess what? You're going through the wilderness all this time, and you're like, you're having fun. You're like, I love this process. I love, I love the fire of God because it's, it's awesome. Because it's making me new. And it's making me look like Him. And I love to look like Him. Because I was born to look like Him. And I was born to be like Him. And I was born in His image and power and authority. And now when I get this, my faith, my faith, will be fully produced. When you yield to the fire, your faith will be fully produced. The faith that walks on water. The faith that, 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 that speaks and things happen. The faith where, to where it's no longer, because, you know, it says, it's when it talks about the gifts, and, and, and we've been talking about that, but it says there's a time where we all come on to the knowledge of God and the full major of faith to where we all walk in that. But you know what? We need to all embrace the thing that gets us there, and that's the fire. You embrace this, you'll come in here, and you won't have the long face on, because guess what? We're all going through things. There's not a person in here that can say it's all nice and dandy if they really go down to it, but guess what? They can say it. Some, there's, so there's people in here, in this very place, and people that are, that are possible in this world that can say, I'm going through the fire, but you know what? I still have joy and peace because I realize what God's doing, and I'm yielding to it, and I, and I see it. Because when, you, when, you, when God shows you the thing that's going, that he wants to deal with, the problem is you say no. No, 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 no. But when you say, all right, let's, let's take that out. Then you go through something and then you have joy and peace. Because he never promised for you to, yes, he's, there's a time for weeping, a time for mourning, a time for anguish, a time for this, a time for that, a time for this and that and the third. But there's not a time for you to become a doubting unbeliever like the rest of the world. Because the world needs you to rise up in full faith and authority and boldness. You want boldness? Boldness is not just imputed to you when you, when you just believe on, believe on Christ. Because I see many people that believe on Christ and they don't see boldness. I don't see boldness. Because what? Because believing on Christ, first and foremost... Believing on Christ is not a one-time thing, and we know this. But it's believing on Christ in every situation, in every area of your life. Not just for salvation, but for every in which way of your life. 
And, and, I, and, and the most important thing when he wants to take me through that fire, I believe on him. That he is faithful and just to deliver me. And I go through it. And, I, and because I realize his faithfulness and I believe on him, he takes me through it. And I get through it with grace. When you go through the fire, he wants to give you grace to go through it. And grace to come out of it. And grace to soar through it. He enables you to go through it and deal with it. And still have a smile on your face and still come in here with, with, with all, with, with all uh, uh, a desire for God without fainting, without weariness. People get weary, but you don't have to. And that's why we preach and that's why we, we, we talk about things like this. So that you will not get weary. He says, faint not because I have overcome the world. And if I have overcome the world, the devil can't do nothing to you. So relax, go through what I'm having you go through, embrace it, and you'll have a great time on this earth. You'll have a great time stomping on the devil's head. But if you decide not to roll with me, you decide not to submit, you decide not to dance with me, then you know what? Then you'll have those days where you're like, stinking devil, man. And you forget about the authority. You can have every day, like, overcoming him, ready ready to fire at him. So God, we thank you for this word, Lord. And we thank you for the refiner's fire that you planned for us from the foundations of the earth. You didn't just plan for your love and your peace and your joy for us from the foundations of the earth, but you planned to refine us out of this the, the lust of the flesh, out of the pride of life, out of the things of this, this age, out of the mindsets, out of the, 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 un, the wavering knowledge and the wisdom of man. You've called us, Lord, to, to go through that and come out of it, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you're the fullest salt, Lord. And you're looking to wash us clean. You're looking to purify us. You're looking to make our mind and our, and our soul renewed and sound. You're looking to make our mind renewed with sound doctrine. You're looking to form us into the image of God because that is our place. And Lord, that is our place in the spirit. But we are here, Lord, to refine ourselves from this flesh. We are here to live in the flesh, but yet not be attached to the flesh in our heart. And that is your refining fire. And we will go and we will refine through the flesh every day until we are in the fullness right now on this earth. Because you said it, God. You said that we will be in your likeness. We will do even greater things than you have on this earth. We didn't say it. You said it, God. You said that we would do greater things on this earth. You said that we would have all anointing and power. You said it, God. That we would have the, that, that we are called to have the fruits of the Spirit and the, and the gifts of the Spirit, Lord. But Lord, we know that we shall yield to what you're doing, and we know that we shall yield to the separation from flesh and spirit, from jo- from joint and marrow, from the from, from soul and spirit, so that we can have authority and power, and we can be trusted in the king- kingdom of heaven. And I thank you, Lord, that we this house, Lord, will have firsthand experience embracing the fire, and we will have firsthand experience loving it. And enjoying it. And enjoying the process. And having joy and peace through it all. So that when we go through the world and they're sitting there. I mean when we go to the religious churches and they're sitting there denying the process. We can say brother, sister, 
Go through it because I'm telling you, you're going to come out glorious. I've went through it and I, and I had, and you know what? I thought it was going to be this way and it ended up being greater than I thought. Yes, we're going to have times of weirdness or, or we're going to have times of, 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 of things coming on us or, or, or things wanting to attach itself to us or, 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 or bitterness wanting to come on our hearts or, or, or whatever the case may be, weariness wanting to attach, Lord. But Lord, we will embrace and submit to you and you will put off the works of Satan. You will put off the deeds of the flesh. We will walk by the Spirit and then the flesh will faint away from me. I will submit to God and sin and the flesh and unrighteousness and, 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 and things of this world will depart from me and go the other way. And my spirit will tell the flesh to know its way. And we prophesy from our spirit men and women. We tell our flesh, we tell our flesh to go your way. Because I got a destiny and a hope and a purpose and a call. And I don't got time for you. Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by the Spirit of God and not by what we see and hear. Thank you, Jesus. And I, and, I, and I feel even in here tonight, and I even need prayer myself on it. You know what? There's some of us in here that are going through things and we fought it. Or even gone through things, not only in the season, but I've gone through things for a long time and we don't want to deal with it or we don't want to go through it. But God's saying, go back and let, me, and let me deal with you on those things so we can get through it and you can be refined. And you can, be, and you can become what I'm trying to create in you. And he's saying, and I just feel that to, to pray for whoever wants prayer for that. And God is going to renew the grace to step back into that and purify those things. Purify the mindsets. Purify the thinking. Purify the way we see some things. So that it can come off and we can have freedom. And we can have the freedom that we already have inside. Thank you, Jesus. Just pour out your spirit. You can put on whatever shame on. Thank you, Jesus. Yield ourselves, Lord. We will yield ourselves to you. We will embrace... What, what we're going through, Lord. We will embrace what you're putting us through, God. We will embrace the trial and tribulation, Lord. We will embrace, embrace when there's times of lack or we will embrace when there's times of whatever. So you can show us, Lord, what you're refining, Lord, and we can get rid of it and we can move on with our lives and live in the kingdom of Jesus.